And welcome to it Thursday, uh, Blueberry Pie Day on the Pure Opelka podcast. Yes, the 28th of April, nearly at the end of April, Blueberry Pie Day. I like blueberries. I'm not keen on blueberry pie. It's kind of messy, but I love fresh blueberries. A lot going on today, and uh, we should have either Dr. Roizen or Lauren Fix in here waiting to hear who's going to pop in, and we'll get to a lot of that. News today, the pandemic has passed us, but then it's not. Yeah, Dr. Fauci told us yesterday that America was past the pandemic. COVID was still here, but we've gotten past the pandemic. And then the White House must have called him and said, what the hell's wrong with you? We're not past this pandemic. And just to prove it, then somebody gave Maxine Waters COVID. No, that's not how that happened. But oddly enough, Maxine Waters turns up testing positive for COVID after Dr. Fauci says the country has gone past COVID. Just throwing that out there. We hope uh, Maxine Waters recovers. And considering we have so many great treatments, remdesivir, Paxlovid, so many things that are there and able to help you fight off COVID, um, we're confident that this variant, which is very weak, will probably be beaten easily by Maxine Waters. And we don't want anything bad to happen to Auntie Max because she gives us such great comedy. Not comedy is what the heck is going on in Russia at this point. You have uh, Vladimir Putin warning anyone who helps Ukraine that he's going to respond really with a lot of heat. And you have Russian television threatening to flatten the United Kingdom, with a missile. That's not good. Where the hell is the UN? I I really am getting a little nervous about the fact that nobody's standing up to Putin anywhere. And we're not exactly making it difficult for him. It doesn't seem like we are. We'll watch that, see what happens there. Uh, The uh, Department of Homeland Security head, Mayorkas, was in uh, a committee meeting in the Senate yesterday and uh, assured us that the administration won't lose control of the border. Well, you've already lost control of the border. You can't lose what you don't have, though, I guess. That point's out there. And did you know that Homeland Security is now uh, announcing that we're going to have a disinformation czar? We're going to have a disinformation czar. Hmm. Does this sound more and more like 1984 every single day? We told you that the uh, Democrats look at the um, at 1984 George Orwell's classic piece of fiction as if it were the Constitution or an operating manual. Uh, it is not. It was meant to be a warning, said uh, Orwell when he wrote it. It was not meant to be a guide, but that's what the Democrats are doing. They're using it as a guide. Disinformation czar. And by the way, the woman who is um, tapped for this disinformation czar, Nina Jankowitz, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She's somebody who is very pro-disinformation. She was totally against the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story being accepted. And she was also somebody who was out there pushing the, the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion story, even though we know that's just a load of Bravo Sierra. So stop with the czars. And stop with the 1984 junk, would you please, Joe? 
there may be some hopeful signs out there. I'm just saying, even though, by the way, the Democrats, they are all in on uh, paying off student loans. Democrats are making a new push to buy votes for the midterm elections. There are tens of thousands of Americans who have student loans. And the Biden administration seems to think that this is a really good idea for us to pay off student loans just to forgive them. Well, someone's going to have to pay those debts. And it looks like if this happens, it would land on you and me. One of the estimates that I read looking at the student loan forgiveness program, it would cost the average American $13,000. Do you have $13,000 you can throw at somebody who got a uh, master's degree in one-legged Native American lesbian folk dancing? I don't. I hope the, the people in the middle and the working class people who didn't go to college, who didn't bury themselves in debt, I hope they will stand up and say, Don't even think about it, Democrats. Don't even give it a moment's thought or you will never be elected to anything again. I think that's the way that has to happen. We have to stand up and scream about that. But the Biden administration is going to try all of this. They're going to try everything. Just too crazy. Too, too crazy. A couple other stories out there that make me laugh at the the woke people. Uh, The Harvard University, America's first university, Harvard has deplatformed a feminist, an activist who said that uh, men don't belong in women's sports. It's always funny when Harvard has to step in and go, wait a minute, you can't have an opinion. Well, this woman's a feminist. She's only fighting for the rights of women, but you think the rights of women include the rights of men who think they're women. Senator John Kennedy, one of my favorites in the whole wide world, Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, had some thoughts on the people from Twitter and how they are Wokenistas and how they look at people who change their gender at a moment's notice. He always makes me laugh. The Wokers uh, who run Twitter are intolerant. Uh, They're intemperate. They're also not normal Americans. They believe, for example, that that kids should be able to change uh, their gender at recess. No, no. (laughs) He just gets me. Every time he gets me laughing. No, no, no. He was talking about the people at Twitter, too. Combining all of them together. Because Twitter seems to be like a nest of wokeness. You know, it's just one whole building full of woke people. Just fascinating to me. Elon Musk has always um, threatened to uh, just turn the Twitter headquarters into a homeless shelter if people don't want to work for him. And I think that would be a good idea. Do some good with it. You know, you see so many people on the left going, how dare he spend all that money on Twitter? He could have put a serious dent in world hunger. No, no, he would not have. That's not how that works. And you telling other people how to spend their money is... Is just not right. Not right at all. I'll tell you what we're going to do today. Let's um, let's get Lauren Fix, the car coach, in here. Lauren has a lot to talk about. Tomorrow's the four-minute Friday where she tells us everything that's going on in the world of automotive industry. So uh, we'll find out what's up with Lauren next on the Pure Opelka podcast. Our dear friend Lauren Fix, the car coach, is joining us because we love to talk about cars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just the best. And Lauren has so much great information. Every week she's got her finger on the pulse of the automotive industry. And I also like to pick her brain and try and get ahead of her. 
And so, Lauren, I'm going to attempt to get out in front of you on a story, but I have a feeling you probably already are aware of this, and you're probably going to tell me, yeah, I knew about that days ago, but you might have some inside scoop on it. So, electric okay. Corvette, is it really a thing? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely going to happen. Uh, you just have to wait for it. It's not going to happen. You're not going to see it this year. Probably, I'm going to guess 2024. So, yes, it's out there to say, yes, we have it coming, just like they said they're going to do an electric Ferrari. But, like, let's be honest. You're not going to see it today. You're not going to see it in 2023 because we'd be driving it. I've already driven so many 2023 models so I'm going to say if it occurs, it'll be 2024. But GM's got the hybrid Corvette coming out first, and that's going to be big and powerful. And anytime you add electricity to uh, a gasoline-powered engine, you're, you know, you use it to get the vehicle going, and it gets it going quicker, right? And hmm. so then, then the engine can take over and use the performance from that end. So they're a good team, actually. So that's where electrification makes a lot of sense. The only problem is if you own the vehicle and you have a mechanical problem or a issue with the electrical side, yeah, that's going to be expensive. Well, my other question is when you build an electric Corvette, we all know that the just the infrastructure of an electric automobile requires more weight because of the batteries. Is that yes. not going to have a serious effect on speed or, or can that be offset with the power of the electric motor? Well, when we first saw back in whatever, over a year now, uh, when they first came out with the new Corvette body, there was this huge square area that was basically could easily put a battery. They call it a skateboard. It goes underneath the center of the car. Hmm. It goes between the wheels. And what that does, it gives it a lower center of gravity. So you can use it to your advantage, but you're still adding weight no matter how you slice it. So I'm having a dispute with some of my car friends. I say it's going to be 6,500 pounds. They're saying it's going to be like 4,000. I go, no way. Nickel is so heavy. Cobalt is so heavy. Uh, and, and that's just fact. You can't change the weight of a material. And there's no, although it sounds great to say, oh, there's going to be new batteries made of, I don't know, plutonium or something crazy. <laughs> the fact is, the fact is that isn't. Battery technology can't go any faster than it is, just like anything else, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting to watch all the different twists and turns on this. And I, I remember when you and I were at the auto show a few years ago. Gosh, that's like four years ago now. You and I were oh, wow. walking around, and the hot topic was self-driving cars. Every manufacturer was talking about, well, here's our, our prototype uh, for yeah. a self-driving car. And I remember talking to Porsche and asking mm -hmm. them about self-driving cars. And the Germans just laughed and said, never. <laughs> it will never oh, happen. Never. This is a Porsche. So <laughs> now we switch from that focus of technology to the battery technology. And I, I just find it interesting. I know Formula One has, for two years, had a very limited electric circuit where they've had uh, electric Formula One cars that it's just fascinating to watch if you've never seen those. You're talking races. about Formula E? Yeah, Formula E. It's Oh, it's been more than two years. But they're I out would, there and it's, it's freaky to watch it because they're don't quiet. Like it. Now, I'm going to say point blank, it's the same as watching paint dry. But it's it so really painful it's to watch. It's so weird because it's so quiet. You know, they're just going by like. Shoo, shoo. There's no emotion. You don't even <laughs> hear that. You hear a chirp of a tire every once in a while. And, of course, you look because that's your natural reaction. By then, the car's already long gone. 
because it's the chirp of the tire as it's exiting the corner away from you. So I, I went to the uh, New York Grand Prix three times, hoping that each time it would get better. I was a guest of a brand. I think they got the message that I'm not a fan. Uh, I didn't say anything to them, but, you know, you sit in the stands with a bunch of other auto journalists, and it's like, okay, when oh, the, oh there is racing. Oh, there was a green flag. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, there goes a car. There's no passing. What, what the heck? Oh, we have to stop now. We have to switch cars at the time it was switching cars or switching batteries. Either way. My favorite part was to watch these gigantic diesel generators that are put in weeks before to charge up the batteries. Okay, again, what are we doing here? You're using diesel. <laughs> it's not what the goal was to power electric cars. And then you only have a certain period of time because the battery's dead. Uh, look at F1. Two, 2.3 seconds and Max Verstappen is back on the track. He's my favorite driver. Um, and, you know, they, they use electrification in some cases for, for passing. Um, but as far as race cars in general, I, I don't know, electric, electric racing is, I, I know you can do it. it. It's all right. Fine. But you know, it's Branson. He knows how to make money. He's like Musk. You know, they know how to put pressure people to get involved in sponsors and so forth. But many sponsors have already pulled. Uh, they used to have all these brands pay for, uh, formula E as they call it. It's all over the world. Uh, I think it's the same as watching paint dry. It was just like, Where's the energy? Because when you go to a NASCAR race, for example, or an F1 race, which I've been to in Melbourne, Australia, and the U.S. and Canada. I've been to a bunch of them. You, you feel the energy, the energy of the cars, the passing, the excitement. There's no nothing there. It's like, blah. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I need to send you something, and uh, I'll do it after we talk. Um, there's a new Red Bull video that it's a mini movie talking about their, their Formula One car. And mm -hmm. because he's part of Team Red Bull, my nephew is featured in this. Um, in this, really, it's a real interesting video. Uh, the guy drives. But the, your nephew's intent at tennis, and it has to do with racing. Yeah, that, that, that should be cool. I'll have to watch it. Well, they're focusing on all of the aspects of Red Bull spokespeople. You know, there are people that oh, are cool. skateboarders, that are trick water skiers. And then yep. my nephew, who happens to serve a tennis ball at 140 plus miles an hour, but, that's crazy. But that's, he, that's a, but when a formula, <laughs> like have that thing coming at your head. I wouldn't. Oh, when the Formula Jeez. One race car goes by at 170 miles an hour, he stops and you know says, "What was that?" Because it's gone oh. be before it goes. I'll send it to you. Um, long story. Well, I, I Sorry. should qualify that I've been racing cars since the 80s, and I've driven well over 200 miles an hour. Every time my, my cars get 850 horsepower. And when you drive something like that, the emotions that you feel inside the adrenaline rush, all that is something you don't, whether you're NASCAR, stock cars, drag racing, all that type of racing, you don't get that same emotion as an audience member, as a, as a fan, as someone standing there watching it, driving it. I'm sure you do because you still have to pay attention. You still have to be in the game, but it's different for those that are watching. And, hmm. and I it's, it's a personal thing. I just can't do it. It's, it's too painful. <laughs> Got it. Noted. I'm with you on it. I, 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 like, I like the roar of the engine. All right. Speaking of roars, what are you roaring about in the four-minute Friday this week? Oh, my gosh. So this is something that's been going on. I, I'm actually in Palm Springs, California right now, and I drove in from L.A. I was driving the new Genesis GV60, which is an electric car. And I'm on my way out. I'm on the phone with my husband and I look up and I go, Oh, I think I just got the record number for the price of gasoline. Six dollars and ninety-seven cents. Wow. And that's here in Palm Springs. And I'm like, 
well, of course, people that live here can afford the fuel. They don't even care or they have drivers. But but what's interesting is that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, even diesel was less expensive than that. But the fact is, is that because gas has become so expensive, thieves want to steal it. Now, back in the day, way back when I was a little kid, they were siphoning gas out of cars. Yeah. And so car manufacturers started putting locks on gas tanks. Um, some of them have that they call self-sealing, like the Ford, when you open it, when you open the gas door, it actually is the, the gas cap. So you're not, you know, turning it until you hear the click. Uh, and there are still vehicles that don't have gas locks. Well, the thieves have decided to become creative and not figure out which cars have gas locks and which ones don't by their newest little trick, which is the dumbest thing ever. It's amazing. No one's died yet. They probably haven't. They just haven't reported on it. They're drilling holes in people's gas tanks to steal their fuel. And wait, you don't wait, realize wait, wait, you wait, get wait, out wait, to your car. Wait a minute, Laura. Somebody is that dumb to take a drill, which creates a lot of heat and friction. And, and sparks. And sparks. And drill through a metal gas tank in order to get some of that gooey dinosaur juice out of there. Yeah, well, there's two things. So, so some gas tanks have a plastic shield on them. Actually, most do in case you get hit from behind. Things have changed dramatically. You've got all these safety features. You've got fuel pumps. You've got all kinds of things in the way. So when you see a piece of plastic and you look underneath the car, you don't see a metal gas tank like you would see in the 60s and 70s and 80s. So what? And we restore cars, so I'm used to all this stuff. You never would want to drill anything near gas because – if you've ever been at the gas station, they tell you, you know, like your phone can cause this, you know, a reaction. Yeah. It's not the liquid that burns. It's the fumes that actually burn. Hmm. So okay. this is not diesel. They're not taking diesel out of trucks because that would be pretty stupid because you can't mix the two. Uh, they haven't got to that yet. But I think that, that could find yourself in trouble with a big trucker. If you try to drill their gas tank, you probably have someone with a firearm in your face, most likely. So or a bat or something. So I think that they, they're not that dumb. But what they're doing is they're getting people that park their cars on the street at night and they're going by with big tubs and they're collecting the gas. Now, there's actually been uh, quite a few people that have been caught. There was one kid who was 13 years old who had drilled seven holes in gas tanks, had collected the fuel. And we're not talking like a gallon here. You're getting whatever's left in the tank. If someone just filled up, that, that could be 13 to 15 gallons of fuel. And to give you an idea of weight, Every gallon of gasoline weighs seven pounds. Hmm. So you're taking 10 pounds away. That's 70 pounds. How in the world are you taking it? So what's happening is people are going into their cars. We're going to just filled up, go to work, or I'm at the mall or grocery store or whatever. And they come out and they go, huh, that's weird. Start the car because there's always fuel left in the fuel lines and in the pump. Start the car and look down and go, how do I have nothing in the tank? Well, they take what they want and whatever pours on the ground, it does. The problem is you're stuck with thousands of dollars of bills plus of course the lost fuel which could easily be a hundred dollars and you're gonna have to tow the vehicle to wherever because you can't run it so mm. or worse you somehow get to a fuel station you start pouring gas in the tank and it's pouring out on the ground which is very dangerous as well so there is there was a woman in pennsylvania uh part of what i put in my in my report, she called a local ABC affiliate to tell them, and it's not just like big cities like Philly and San Francisco. This is happening everywhere. Um, she said that the gas was stolen from her car while it was sitting outside of her home. And there's a lot of similar reports that are emerging across the country, little counties, little cities. 
So I want people to be really careful. It's not just high-rise vehicles. Oh, that's just SUVs. I've got a lower car. They're not going to bother that. No one's going to crawl underneath the Civic. Listen, these people are stupid. I'll just be totally honest. Using a, an electric drill to drill a hole into a gas tank, not knowing what's on the other side of that tank, you could cause the littlest spark, and that spark could explode. So your car could be kaboom, and that would probably take out the car next to it and probably some people. So it's really dumb. Idiots are everywhere. Why do you think they oh. call it dope? These crazy criminals are out there. Uh, Lauren Fix has the uh, the car coach reports, the four minute Friday every every single week. That's why you have to go to YouTube and go to the car coach reports channel. Lauren, before I let you go, I have to tell you the um, the GOP, the fundraising arm of the GOP has decided they are going to make gas a midterm election issue. And they have started putting out selling Joe Biden gas tanks. It's a <laughs> it's a gas tank, not unlike the stickers you see on the pumps. And yeah, it's, you see them everywhere. It's hysterical. Yeah, it is. It's very funny. But it's got a five gallon canister. You know the ones that people take to the gas station when they run right, out of gas. Or lawnmower or whatever. Yeah, yeah, with a Joe Biden sticker on it. So keep your eyes oh, peeled. Oh, I, I, I know that they're also <laughs> getting people to sign up to vote at gas stations yeah. because that's when people get mad when you go to the grocery store when you go to, and that affects everyone gas station you know and even going out to dinner i mean i'm looking at the price of a hamburger is like nine dollars it's like what's it made of gold you know yes it is <laughs> it, it is it's and, ridiculous and and there's a lot of other things i'm sure you're discussing just that the economy there's no way that they're saying the inflation numbers are what they are i bet we're closer to 30 percent in reality well there's somewhere between the uh, eight and 30 it's probably close to the high teens but it's not good for anybody and mostly the people who can ill afford to have anything cost more lauren fix thank you for hanging out i can't wait to hear what your adventures are next week when we get together all right thank you